Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. Father, in Jesus' sweetest, wonderful name, I pray to the Lord that you will minister your word with glory, clarity, and power that your people will receive this message in Jesus' name. And Lord, we all pray that you will speak to all of us through visions and dreams in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 16 and 17 declares something so powerful. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Notice that visions and dreams are the result of a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Whenever God pours out His Spirit, the results always are visions and dreams. So it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. So that is what produces dreams and visions, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need to pray for, that God will send a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I believe what's happening on earth today, there's a cry, I think, arising out of the hearts of God's people for a fresh revival for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to see visions and dreams. And that's why I'm teaching on this, because I think I'm going to help you get, get ready for that, that God will begin showing you things. So get ready. Now, uh, in, in, and, 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 and today I'm, I'm going to be dealing today with uh, something very important. I want, to, I want to show you first the difference between visions and dreams. What is their purpose? And then we'll talk a little more. So let's go now to Genesis, Genesis chapter 15. And I want to read verse 1. And then I'm going to read verse 12. Because in verse 1, Abraham has a vision. In verse 12, he has a dream. And it shows you the difference. Why does God use visions? Why does the Lord use dreams? There's different reasons for it. In verse 1, Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So here we see something powerful that God Almighty in this vision was revealing himself and his nature. He was not revealing his plans. Visions reveal God and his nature. Dreams reveal his plans. Big difference. 
So whenever we have a vision, God is, re is revealing himself. Whenever we have a dream, he's revealing his plans. So here he says in a vision, I am your shield. He says that to Abraham. I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. Now, if you go to verse 12, you'll see the difference. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. Now, here we see a dream. And lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And God said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and they shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward they shall come out with great substance. What is God revealing here? The future of Israel. God's plans for the nation of Israel. So whenever we have a dream, it has to do with God's will or God's plan for our life, not a revelation of God to us. God reveals himself in a vision. God reveals his nature in a vision. God reveals his plans and his will and his purpose in a dream. Big difference, big difference. So whenever God wants to reveal himself to you, he comes with a vision. Whenever God wants to reveal his plans to you, he will show you a dream. Very important. What I just said is really hot, you know, really hot. And today, um, what I want to deal with today is, is uh, dreams. I, I, I want to I wanna deal today uh, from the word about dreams. All right, so today I want to deal with dreams. I'm going to deal with visions later. But I had to show you the difference. Now, <clears throat> let's go to... I love it. Let's go to Genesis. Well, okay, we're in Genesis 15, and let's look at verse 2 now. Now, this is very interesting. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. So here we see something powerful. Here we see that in a vision and a dream, God shows us uh, uh, ourselves. And he starts to reveal to us more as he shows us what we're saying to him. So here, here now, Abraham is speaking. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me you have given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is this one man, my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him. Now, this is all happening in the vision. 
all happening at the same time. So God comes in the vision. Abraham speaks back to God. But it's God who's causing him to speak. This is very important. So now God is revealing more to Abraham by Abraham speaking to God. So we see in visions and dreams, God revealing more by showing ourselves in, in, in communion with him. Um, let's, 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 let's look at something really uh, important, and I think you'll, you'll, it'll clear up for you. In Genesis 20, and this is something very, very interesting, that uh, here is, here's Abimelech, who's not even a, uh, a saint of God, and God speaks to him in a dream. And Abimelech is talking back to God in the, in the dream. So this is very, very interesting. So here the Holy Spirit is showing Abimelech himself in conversation with God, revealing to him what he has to do. So whenever you have, you have a, a dream and you see yourself speaking, what God is showing you is what you are supposed to do by what you're saying in the dream. This is very, very important. So, in the vision, Abraham says, you, ha you have not given me an heir. All I have is this servant. Well, God caused him to say those words in the vision. And then he said, okay, come out now. I'm going to show you the stars. This is your seed. He was showing in the, in the vision, he was showing Abraham to Abraham. He was revealing Abraham to Abraham. He was showing Abraham that he's, he's got no faith. He has a question about where, where, where is Isaac going to come from? All I have is Eliezer. God reveals you to you in a vision and reveals what you need to do in a dream. I know it's a little deep. It's, 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 it's a little deep. Do you, do you remember Isaiah when he saw the Lord and he said, I'm undone, I'm a man of unclean lips. He was speaking to that while he was seeing God. What was God showing him? He was showing him Isaiah to Isaiah. He was showing him to himself. He was showing him what his nature is like. Whenever God reveals his nature to us, he reveals our nature to us. I'm going to say it again. Whenever God reveals himself to us in a vision, he reveals us to us. We have a revelation of ourselves. Whenever we have a revelation of God, we always have at the same time a revelation of ourselves. This is so powerful. It's like this, it's like this. When the light comes on, what do you see? Your filth, what you're like. It shows you the spots, the weaknesses in your life. So when Jesus revealed himself to Peter, what did Peter say? Depart from me, I'm a sinful man. He saw his weakness. So visions, I'm going I'm to give you two big headlines, I'll clear it all up for you. Visions reveal God, 
and his nature to us, and visions reveal us to ourselves. Because you see Abraham saying to God, what will you give me? I don't see the seed. I'm childless. All I have is this Eliezer, my servant. He's the one who's going to take all my inheritance. And God says, no, he's not your, your heir. Let me show you your heir. Let me show you the stars. You, you're going to have more children than there are stars in heaven. But he revealed Abraham to himself. Now, Abimelech, in the dream, talks back to God. But let's just look at it, okay? This is Genesis 20, 3 to 7. Are you enjoying this chat there? Are you learning anything, brother? Good. Okay, now listen, listen here. God came to Abimelech in a dream, not in a vision. Because see, Abimelech is, a, is an unbeliever. God does not reveal himself and his nature to the heathen. He will reveal his plans to the heathen, sometimes like he did to Pharaoh, for the sake of his people, to protect his people. So God comes to Abimelech in a dream by night. And he said to Abimelech, Behold, thou art but a dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, because he took Sarah at that time, Sarai, for she's a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and, and he said, Lord, now watch this. Abimelech is talking back into dream. He's talking back to God in the dream. Lord, will you slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she's my sister. And she even, she herself said, he's my brother. In the integrity of my heart, in the innocence of my hands, have I done this? So what is he showing? He is, he is showing Abimelech through his conversation what he has to do. So sometimes God will show you yourself talking to show you what you need to do. Here we see Abimelech talking. And through that, God is saying, now, here's what, what you have to do now. Because Abimelech is talking back to God in the dream. And sometimes you'll have dreams from God and you see yourself talking. Hear this, hear this. You may not see God talking to you like he did with Abimelech. But if ever you have a dream where you see yourself speaking something, it may be that God is telling you what to do, giving you an answer that you've been asking, you know, for the last few days or weeks. And such a dream from God is always repeated more than once. You know it's, you know it's God when God repeats it, like with, with Pharaoh, he repeated the dream. And sometimes he repeats it more than once. I'll, I'm, I'm going to show you some amazing scriptures today. You're going to love this. Okay? We're going to continue tomorrow, so tell your friends. And God said to him in the dream, he's still talking. Think about Abimelech is having a conversation with God in a dream because God is showing him what he has to do now. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. I withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I didn't suffer you to touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man, restore his wife to him. He's a prophet and he will pray for you and you will live. But if you don't restore her, you're, you will die. So, this is very beautiful. 
So at times, like I said, we see ourselves speaking, which is really a revelation given by the Lord, showing you and I what we have to do. Now, another example is Solomon. In 1 Kings, let's go to 1 Kings, all of us, and you'll see it in 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I will give you. Ask what I shall give thee. Now here's Solomon talking back. Thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great mercy, according to as he has walked before thee in truth and in righteousness, in uprightness of heart with thee. Thou hast kept for him this great kindness. Well, who's putting the words in his mouth? God. To do what? To show him what he has to do, what kind of king he is to be. Because Solomon is sleeping. These, these words are spoken back to God in a dream. He's not awake. He's not thinking. But he's seeing himself speaking words. And through those words, God is telling him, this is what I want you to be like. And this is what I want you to do. So whenever you see yourself talking, God is showing you, here's what I want you to be like. Or here's what I want you to do. So in this case, here's what Solomon is saying. You've showed my father David your great mercy. He walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart with you. You've kept for him this great kindness. You've given him a son to sit on the throne. Now God is putting these words in Solomon's mouth. And now, Lord my God, Thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. I am a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people. It cannot be numbered or counted. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and bad. Now it says here, and the speech pleased the Lord, that Solomon had asked this thing. But Solomon was sleeping. How could he ask anything? God put the words and the desire in his heart while he was having the dream. Sometimes when dreams come, God is revealing through that conversation what he wants us to be like. And what he wants us to do, and actually he puts that desire in us. He, 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 he puts something in us we don't have the ability to do. This wasn't Solomon talking, this was God talking through him. Showing him, this is what I'm going to do with you. I'm putting the words in you and the desire in you to do my will. I know this is a little deep. I know, I know, I know. But how can a sleeping man tell, say anything? He's sleeping. In the dream, he's talking to God, and God is revealing to him what kind of man he wants him to be. What kind of requests God is looking for from him. And amazingly, all Solomon did is submit to God's will. 
and say, yes, that's what kind of king I want to be. And God made it happen. That's what predestination is all about. It's the sovereignty of God. You know, uh, Jeremiah said that, that the hearts of men are wicked, desperately wicked. Well, a man doesn't have the, the ability to say such words on his own. Only God can put such words in our hearts. Okay, let me ask you a question. You say, Jesus is Lord. Who's saying it? Are you saying it? No. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is saying it. No man can say Jesus is Lord but by the Spirit. God puts the word in us. He gives us the will to do his pleasure. All we do is surrender. Our job is not to do. Our job is to surrender. God will do the doing. Ah, oh, if you can capture this, it'll change your life. I asked a man of God years ago named David Duplessis. I said, how can I please God? He said, it's not your ability. It's his ability in you. It took me years to understand what he said, what he meant. And what it was really meaning is, all I want you to do, God says to us, is surrender. I'll do the rest. So when we surrender, we are saved. When we surrender, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. When we surrender, God uses us. When we surrender, God does his will through us. We don't do it, because if we did it, we will, we will boast. Oh, I did it, I did it, I made it. Nobody will get into heaven by doing anything except surrender. And surrender is die to self. That's what surrender means. Jesus came to do. All we have to do is let him do it. What did Jesus say to us? Follow me. Just follow me. He does the rest. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. I mean, die to the things of this world and I'll do the rest. He's looking for absolute yieldedness. The Christian life, nowhere in the Bible does it say try, like try to live it. No, it says yield. So the word in the Bible isn't try or try harder. It's yield. Look at it. It's in the Bible. Yield yourselves. Yield your body. The, the, the headline of the Christian life is one word, yield. Yield your members as instruments of righteousness. Surrender to God. The big headline in the Christian life is surrender and God will do the rest. He will do the doing. You will do the yielding. Oh, hallelujah. Mana kunta lal I worship you, Jesus. All the, that, it's the simplicity of the gospel. The simplicity of the gospel isn't, I, I do this, I gotta do this, I, gotta, I, I have to fast, I have to da, 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 da. No. Surrender. The simplicity is so sweet. All you do is surrender. 
That's why only a child can surrender. That's why we have to become like children, to trust him, to surrender. And God is showing Solomon, this is the kind of man I want you to be, surrender. And he did. All right, I think I've said enough today. I know you may want me to continue. I'll, I will tomorrow. So watch for me tomorrow. I have a lot to still talk about with dreams. A lot. I'm going to talk about Joseph and what it means when you, when you have birds. You won't believe some of the stuff I'm going to tell you tomorrow. You won't believe some of the stuff I'm going to share with you tomorrow. You're going to be amazed because many of you have had dreams where you've seen birds and alligators and this and that. You don't know what it all means tomorrow, okay? Please join me tomorrow. Tell, tell, tell your friends, don't miss tomorrow. Now let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, begin to speak to your people in visions and dreams, Lord. Begin to communicate with your people, even beginning tonight, Lord, with some of them. Even beginning tonight, Lord, showing them your plans for their life, your plans for their future. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Tomorrow I'm going to show you how to know if a dream is from God or if a dream is just another dream tomorrow. Okay, love you much. Send me an email if you want, if you have a prayer request, pastmanybenhin.org, and so see today in the kingdom of God. So he can bless you financially. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you right, right now, there's an amazing harvest coming to the body of Christ. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there is an amazing financial blessing coming to the church. Incredible financial harvest coming to those who are faithful, not to those who are not giving. A faithful man will abound with blessing and a greedy man will have nothing, you know? So you have to start giving. I mean giving all the time. That's what it says in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 6. Sow your seed in the morning and sow your seed in the evening because you don't know which seed will trigger the harvest. We are in an, an amazing season because God blessed Israel while he was judging Egypt. Remember that? Israel was being blessed while Egypt was being destroyed. Isaac was being blessed when the family was destroying his neighbors. So I'm telling you, there's a harvest coming to the, to the church of Jesus Christ we've never seen before. Why? It's the last day harvest to bring the last day revival. The last day harvest is coming. It's so, it says so in the Bible and James and many other scriptures. Hallelujah. So what do you do? You sow now seed in the kingdom of God so God can bless you tomorrow with a mighty harvest that's coming. Guaranteed. Okay? So you can go online right now and sow your seed for Benihin Ministries. Help me take the gospel around the world. You can do it on social media platforms that, that you know, allow it. Or just go to our website, Benihin.org. And don't miss tomorrow. Love you. Shalom, bye-bye.